At the root, there are really two embittered worldviews that are engaged in a struggle. On the one hand, secular liberalism, and the, on the other, uh, religious conservatism. I'm sure everyone here is familiar with the Supreme Court's misguided decision earlier this year, allowing the 40-foot towering Bladensburg Cross to remain on public land in Maryland. Uh, I think that if you are going to believe in God and talk about it as being the same thing as believing in your wife, then you need to provide the, the same kind of evidence. And we're also a religious success story. We have gone forth and multiplied. But now we have to stop, or it will be our downfall. In March 2001, he killed a man and ate him, along with a glass of fine red wine. A crime so bizarre, it horrified and mystified the world. I tried debating with you people, but you say, oh, God damn it, he's this magical man. He doesn't f***ing exist. He's about as real. He's even less real than Mickey's f***ing mouse. The Bible is no more proof than God exists, than a comic book is no more proof than Superman exists. Okay. Paul wrote in the Bible, God is not the author of confusion. But can you think of a single book that's caused more confusion than that Bible? Welcome to Worldview Clash Class. Worldview Clash Class, where we examine real-life issues through a biblical worldview. This is Session 1 with Dr. Kent Hovind, addressing secularizing education. Evolution is a dumb religion. Religion, religion, religion. Here's John Freshwater, the Mount Vernon science teacher who was fired five and a half years ago, spoke to NBC4 Tuesday night about the Ohio Supreme Court ruling Tuesday that said the school was within its rights to fire him. In April of 2008, Freshwater was accused of distributing religious pamphlets and talking about creationism in science class. He also kept a Bible on his desk, which the Supreme Court ruled was his right under the First Amendment. So um, a lot of Christian parents have been struggling in recent days with the rapidly changing culture and education. We really don't know where to go. So our goal is just to address some of these concerns from a biblical perspective. So Dr. Hoven, should Christians be concerned about the continual push for a secular education for our children? Oh, deeply concerned. It's the parents' job to raise the children and to teach them the ways of the Lord and teach them the right thing. Uh, my uh, dad and oldest brother were engineers. My mother and second brother uh, were public school teachers, both retired from that job. So there are many good godly teachers in the system. But the curriculum and what they go for is totally uh, corrupted in the sense of teaching humanism versus uh, anything godly at all. Um, I think the system has been completely uh, taken over, just as Karl Marx said you should do 155, 670 years ago. Karl Marx said you have to get control of all the education if you're going to have a communist society. Um, the founders of this country 250 years ago said 
We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men are created equal. They're endowed by their creator with certain rights. Now, the question is very simple. Where do rights come from? You have the right to drive. You have the right to get married. You have the right to talk. Or do you have to pay for those? Well, the founders of this country said, no, that comes from God. You got the right to do that. And they gave listed all their complaints, you know, on the Declaration of Independence. So um, I think it, the question is, is just that simple. Is there a creator or not? Because if there is a creator, then he would decide what's right and wrong. And he would set the standards for where your rights are. And there are those who would like to have a one world government, a new world order with um, they don't realize it probably now, but ultimately it's going to be Satan in charge. And they want to have Satan running the world. Uh, so he would, uh, he doesn't want you to think you have rights to come from God. He wants rights to come from government. Mm. So the, the whole concept of giant government, government permission to do everything is, is anti-biblical. Mm. And that's the, that's the whole con. even having a public school. I don't think there should even be any public schools. There should be, if you know, every religion can have their own. If you want to teach something, you teach it to your kids. Uh, the Hindus have one, the Muslims have one, the Mormons have one. Just teach your kids. And then the comp free competition for ideas. You know, which idea can hold up to scrutiny is, is basically the question. Hmm. I don't think evolution could hold up to any scrutiny at all. It's absolutely insane to teach the kids you came from a rock 4.6 billion years ago, hmm. which came from a dot of nothing exploding 13.772 billion years ago. I mean, the whole concept is completely stupid, but that's what all kids are being taught. And that's, I think, criminal. So at what point did we make this transition? Now, I know it's been happening over a long period of time, but is there a date that we can put our thumb down and say this is when they started removing God from the public school system? No, it started really in the early 1800s. Uh, there were public schools in uh, many of the states, uh, maybe even before the America became a free country. Um, they were very largely based on the Bible, but uh, there were certainly the, the citizens paid for it. They would get to, parents would get together and agree, we're going to pay to have this teacher teach our kids. Um, and but as far as becoming mandatory, or it, it really, well, it's hard. It's hard to put a finger on a date. Mm. Uh, I don't. I don't know that I could do that. It just slowly crept in. Well. So prayer is removed from public school. That was a Supreme Court decision, correct? Well, it's a little bit more complicated than that. The, uh, one of the states had passed a law that said you're required to pray and teach the Bible or something to that effect. And the court said, no, you can't require it. They said, you can do it if you want, but you can't make it mandatory. Mm. And the atheist jumped all over that and said, ah, see, you can't pray. Well, that's not what the court said. The court said you can't make it required. If some state passed a law that said teachers are required to drink water, I'm sure some court would strike it down. So you can't make them. You know, they probably will if you leave them alone, but you can't make them. So there's never been against the law to teach the Bible in public schools. It's never been against the law to teach creation. It's never been against the law to pray. It's only been against the law to make it mandatory. That's all. But the atheists, they don't want anybody to know that. So... Now, there is a, a time, and it'd be hard probably to nail that down too, where we said that we were no longer going to teach creationism. And I know that this was, was kind of on a slant, and this was kind of like funneling toward this, but now it is not permitted, at least in New York State, for teachers to teach creationism. They cannot teach them side by side. Is that a, a, something that's across the United States, across the board, that it's not allowed, or is that just particular to states? Well... 
it's particular to the states, to my knowledge. Uh, Mel uh, Gabler started an organization in Longview, Texas, textbookreviews.org, and they keep up with all the latest laws. Now, almost all states have told their teachers, look, if you want to teach this, you can, but we cannot make it mandatory, mm. something to that effect. And the atheists have just jumped on that and said, see, you can't do it, which is not at all what they've ever said. Mm. Uh, no, somebody said, as long as there are tests in school, there will be prayer in schools. Mm. Yeah, there's, it, it seems like every single time there's any mention of anything religious happening in a school, all of a sudden the atheists pop up and uh, you know, the Freedom from Religion uh, Association, I believe it is, or Freedom from Religion Foundation, automatically they're like, nope, can't have this. There's a jurisdictional distinction there and you have just crossed a, a border. You've crossed a boundary that you cannot cross. So it's interesting that every single time anyone tries anything, particularly in states like New York State and California and any of the states that are, that are hard on this, automatically it comes up, no, 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 separation of church and state. You're bringing the church into the state. You cannot do that. It all started with a book like the one sold here at By Faith Christian Bookstore. Less than a mile away at Park Lakes Elementary on April 8th, this fifth grader pulled out chosen material for free reading time. And then she said, Giovanni, what book is that? That's when he says the teacher asked him twice to put the Bible on her desk, and he refused. And she told me to get my dad on the phone. Here's the voicemail she left. Good morning, Mr. Rubio, Mrs. Thomas. Uh, uh, Giovanni called you because I asked him to. I noticed that she has a book, a religious book, in the classroom. He's not permitted to read those books in my classroom. He said, if I told him to put it away, you, you said not to do that. So please give me a call. I need to have some understanding on direction to him about the book he's reading as opposed to the curriculum for public school. So why is it that we continually see those arguments coming up? Is that just confusion about what is actually meant, um, the jurisdictional boundary between church and state, do you think? Right, right. It's a confusion and a great diversion from the fact that evolution is a religion and is only supported by lies. Mm. They don't want to admit. See, if they admitted evolution was actually a religion that they believe in, then it would also be banned from the textbooks. Mm. I don't think we should teach anything about origins at all in a public school. No matter what you do, you're going to offend somebody. Mm. Just teach science. Evolution's not part of science. Evolution's a religious belief. People want to believe a mosquito and a whale are related. Okay, I don't care what you believe, but that's not science. We don't observe that. You could teach the kids all the biology, all the muscles, all the tendons, all the nerves, how things. You could teach. I taught biology 15 years. You could go for years and never mention evolution. Just learn about the, the facts of, of life uh, and forget, forget how it got here. Mm. You can say, okay, kid, you got the bones in your arm. You got the radius, the ulna, the humor, the carpals, the metacarpals. And the kid says, well, how do we get them? Oh, we don't know, but you got them. So here they are. You learn them. There isn't a doctor on the planet that thinks about evolution when they're doing surgery. They just better, they better know their anatomy. That's all. Bill I. Once in a while, I get people that really, or that claim they don't believe in evolution. And my response generally is, why not? Really, why not? Your world just becomes fantastically complicated when you don't believe in evolution. I mean, you, here are these ancient dinosaur bones or fossils. Here is um, radioactivity. 
Science belongs to God. Here are distant stars that are just like the our star, but they're at a different point in their life cycle. The idea of deep time of this billions of years uh, explains so much of the world around us. If you try to ignore that, your your worldview just becomes crazy. It just uh, untenable, self-inconsistent. Science belongs to God. And I say to the grown-ups, if you want to deny evolution and live in your in your uh, world that's completely inconsistent with everything we observe in the universe, that's fine. But don't make your kids do it, because we need them. We need scientifically literate voters and taxpayers. The thing that's uh, that's kind of unsettling for a lot of people is, like you say, and I'm sure many people would agree with that. That sounds very, very fair for us to say. All right, let's let's not teach about our beginnings, our origins at all. Let's just stick to the facts. But there is an underlying spirit where this has to be taught. Evolution has to be true. It has to be taught to our children and from a young age. Why exactly is that? Well, they are desperate. Uh, The Bible says in the last days there would be scoffers who would be willingly ignorant of the creation and the flood and the coming judgment of God, 2 Peter chapter 3. So they, they just absolutely do not, cannot stand the idea that there was a creator, because if there was a creator, there, then he would own it, and there might be some rules, you know, like thou shalt not. But they don't want those rules. So they simply deny the creator exists. Like I said, the founders of this country said, we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men are created equal. They're endowed by their creator with certain rights. And so if people believe that there's a creator, it gives a whole different philosophy on life. If there's no creator, I've asked atheists all over the world. I've done 226 debates now. I say, guys, if evolution is true, how do you tell right from wrong? Is it wrong to uh, murder your child before it's born? Is it wrong to have sex with your dog? Is it wrong to murder your neighbor? Is, is, is anything wrong? Make me a list of things you think are wrong. Mm. But before you make the list, I'd like to know, how are you deciding this? Mm. I mentioned this in a debate I was doing in Canada one time, and they had a whole line of students lined up to ask questions afterwards. And I asked the student, I said, how do you tell right from wrong if you're an atheist or an evolutionist? He said, that's very simple. He said, I decide what's right and wrong. Hmm. I said, man, I'm glad to hear about that because I'm going to shoot you in five minutes. (laughs) He said, you can't do that. I said, sure, I can. I decided it's okay for me to shoot you. What's wrong with that? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) How How can you say anything is wrong? If evolution is true, but that that is the that is the tenor of the current secularization of education. We are teaching children that morality is completely and totally subjective. Why is it that it has to be this? Why is it that we cannot have a second option? Why is it that we are allowing these things to be pushed on our children today? Well, like I said, there's only two options. There's a creator or there isn't. And those who think there isn't a creator cannot stand the idea of even hinting that maybe there's a God and maybe there are some rules and, you know, maybe we should submit to his authority. Mm. They just can't stand that concept. Mm. Uh, 
I think it goes to a much bigger picture. I like to step back and look at the big picture, you know. But before I start building on a piece of property, let's look at it from up in the sky and you know, get, get an overhead view, get the over overview of everything. Hmm. Then we'll decide where we ought to build. Well, back when uh, Satan uh, tricked Eve in the Garden of Eden, God passed out the punishments. He said, snake, you got to crawl on your belly. He said, Satan, because you've done this now, someday the seed of the woman is going to bruise your head. And you're going to bruise the seed of the woman's heel, but some seed of the woman's going to bruise your head, Genesis chapter 3. So Satan has been trying ever since that day to try to kill every human being alive to save his own skin, where some baby doesn't grow up and become the one that bruises his head. When Herod wanted to kill baby Jesus in Bethlehem, he just killed all the babies. Let's just get them all. According to Hebrew tradition, he killed 22 babies that night. He missed the right one. But that's the, that's the philosophy of, hey, this, somebody's gonna, this kid's going to grow up and take my kingdom? Forget it. I'll kill them all. Mm. And Satan, Satan wants to kill every human being. So what he's done, he's convinced some people that it's really best if they kill others. And for the good of society, of course, they don't realize that when he's done using them, he will kill them also. Mm. This is Adolf Hitler who said, you know, it's really best if we kill off the inferiors, kill off the weak, kill off the mentally retarded, anybody deformed, anybody with any physical abnormalities, anybody who doesn't have blonde hair, blue-eyed, you know, let's kill off the inferior races. Evolution was the motivating factor for what Adolf Hitler did. Mm. Wow. And, and that's what people don't understand. The I have a videotape called The Dangers of Evolution. When I got arrested uh, 15 years ago, a SWAT team came into my house and arrested me. I said, what am I being arrested for? He said, for structuring. I said, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> well, five, five years ago, you took your money out of the bank and amounts less than $10,000. Okay. But while they're in there, I'm in handcuffs and being arrested. They said, get every DVD number five you can find. That's really why they wanted to get me. Because really? of what I said on there. I exposed the evils, the dangers of this evolution theory. Mm. It's not just a dumb theory. It's completely dangerous. Mm. We tell the kids they're animals, and then we sit around and wonder, why are they acting like animals? Mm. Well, duh, that's easy to figure out. Wow. Uh, well, back in the 5th century, St. Augustine had no trouble understanding the creation story in Genesis as uh, allegory rather than historical fact. But today, 16 centuries later, after Darwin's discoveries, the scientific conquest of space and the unraveling of DNA, some religious people still insist children should be taught creationism as fact. Should creationism ever be taught in schools? We cannot let this kind of thought uh, contaminate biology, and biology is a rational science. There's no theory of evolution There's any more than there is a theory of gravity. Evolution is a fact. Uh, it, it is supported by, by hundreds, thousands of experiments. Um, well, let's take that back just a, just a hair earlier, and um, let's talk for just a second about a man named Horace Mann. So he had um, several theories that went along with, with his overall theory. He's actually called the father of public education. I just want right. to read those uh, and get your thoughts on that. So number one was that a republic cannot long remain ignorant and free, hence the necessity of a universal popular education. Number two, that such an education must be paid for, controlled, and sustained by an interested public. Number three was that such an education is best provided in schools embracing children of all religions, social, and ethnic backgrounds. 
Number four, that such an education, while profoundly moral in character, must be free of sectarian religion influence. Number five, that such an education must be permeated throughout by the spirit, methods, and discipline of a free society, and that such an education must be provided only by well-trained professional teachers. Is this a good structure? Is this a bad structure? What do you see the problems are here, if any? Well, it sounds good on the surface, that's for sure. But what's happened is that the evolutionists have used that to exclude Christianity, but they have not excluded their own religion. Mm. Evolution is a religion. If you want to take religion out of school, great. Take evolution out. Talk about sectarian. That's the biggest, uh, the biggest, it's it's the most popularly taught religious sect there is. Mm. They want to teach the kids that a whale and a mosquito have a common ancestor. Well, I think that's dumb, but I don't care if somebody believes that. You can believe whatever you want. It's not science, though, and it's certainly not something we all should pay to have taught. Mm. If you want to teach that to your kids, take them home. Start a school, homeschool them, teach your kid. Hey, you're related to a mosquito. Okay, Dad. Yeah.